You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant, and today I am very excited to meet and to have you be introduced to a new friend who I just met when I decided that I wanted to create a beautiful garden at my house, which is a half an acre. And I just felt like, oh, I want vegetables in the garden boxes in my little, behind my white picket fence in my backyard. I want flowers in the beautiful flower garden by the fountain. I want them in my front yard. And so I began to pray for a garden coach because the last time I planted anything was in a garden box in Pleasant Grove when I had 30 garden boxes in an HOA and decided at that point that I wanted to become more proficient at gardening, but didn't really know where to start. And then my husband got very ill with prostate cancer and COVID. And so here I am with a half an acre all by myself and not quite sure what to do with it all. And so I went and trekked out uh, down Mapleton, through Mapleton and found a beautiful, a beautiful business a nursery called the Flower Factory. And there I met Ben and Brittany. And I'm so excited to introduce to you Ben, who is here with me today with his friend, Allie. And today we have a special program because it's going to be a fun program with Allie, who is Ben's dear friend and someone that I just am meeting today for the first time. But there will be gardening tips and garden coaching. And but first, I want to start with Ben's story. Because you meet this man and he's young. And there he is with this amazing nursery that is over how many? I mean, it looks like it's on five acres to me. I don't know. But it is just this gorgeous <laughs> flower factory, which is out outdoors with all of these greenhouses with flowers and vegetables. And I was just so excited to go there. And I got to meet Ben and Brittany and they are a darling couple. And so Ben Say hi to our listening audience and tell us your story. How did you get involved and how did you create the Flower Factory? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Karen. First of all, just thank you for letting me, letting me be on your program. I think it's such a neat podcast that you run. Um, and it was an honor to meet you at the nursery. But a little bit about us. We call our nursery the Flower Factory and um, we love it. The reason we're the Flower Factory is we produce thousands of hanging baskets and containers that we start growing a months in advance. And so a lot of local nurseries will do custom planting and things like that, but we just do it all in advance. And so people who just have a love for flowers and want to make it easy, want to make gardening easy, they can come and just get something that has been expertly designed and professionally maintained and they can just buy it and their flower pot is perfect when they pick it up and it'll bloom for them all summer long. And it just takes a lot of the work out of gardening. And that's Part of what our objective would be is just to make gardening easy and simple for people. Um, but uh, back to my story, kind of how we began. Um, I grew up in in Idaho, southeast Idaho, um, on a small farm that my family has. And um, it really, the farm was my grandfather's. And as he got older, he started selling off all of the land um, for homes to be built. And my dad just kind of rescued part of that land from being developed. And he 
built a nursery. And so for, for the last 30 years, I've just worked for my dad and we've grown oh, this wow. nursery. So the first year it was just my parents and they had one little greenhouse and a card table out by the road. Wow. And, you know, they just, just this one little sign and they sold a few flowers that year and, and it's grown. And every year they sold more flowers than the previous year. And uh, it's grown into a very large business. And uh, how many, how many flower factories do you have now? Well, so the flower factory is just here in Mapleton. So that's um, your name. Uh -huh. Did you think of that name? Yeah, I did. I uh -huh. love it. So thank you. Thank you. The, the nursery in Rexburg is called Treehouse Nursery. And that's the one operated by my parents. And they have a few other locations in Idaho. But we're the first one here in Utah. Um, You're opening another one, though. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to open a small retail location in, in Payson. Um, and so that'll be fun to have two locations here. So, oh, that'll be awesome. So, so it is really literally a blooming business. It is absolutely it's a blooming business. That's so exciting. And so how did you and Brittany meet? Like, how did Brittany come into the story? So um, Whitney and I met actually in... Is it Whitney? It is Whitney. Oh, I didn't so want to correct sorry. you earlier. But... You need to correct me for this Whitney. I apologize. It's Whitney. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but we actually met here at Utah. So um, after... after um, Returning from a mission for the LDS Church, um, I moved to Utah to go to school, and she was at Utah Valley University, and I was at Brigham Young University, and um, we just met and began dating, and I had already decided that I wanted to open the nursery. Um, a little bit more about that story before we um, talk a lot about Whitney and I, but... Um, we have to order all of the, the plants that we grow. We order it in October. And so we kind of were acting on faith to order, you know, it was like over $100,000 worth of wholesale product that we didn't have to pay until May, but we had a few months to find a location and get open. And wow. we didn't have a location at first. And so um, when when I met Whitney, I was, I was taking a break from school and I was just full-time looking for a location for our business. And it was really difficult because it's a unique business. If we were on a commercial property, the, the city typically would say, well, you're, you know, you're, you're too agricultural to be on a commercial lot. So we'd go to an agricultural location and they said, well, you're too commercial to be on ag. And so it became kind of difficult. But we, um, because I wasn't in school, I continued to look and look for a location and we began dating and um, decided that we wanted to get married after um, about six months of dating. So it was just fast and wonderful. Um, but we still hadn't found a location and it was December and our first plants were going to be arriving in January. And wow. it was just, it was urgent and scary. And um, I just told my parents that I wouldn't come home to Idaho for Christmas until I found a location. And it was December 23rd when we found this location in Mapleton. It's it, a beautiful location and it is just right here on Highway 89. Yeah. And so many gorgeous homes and so many homes going in that what a perfect location for people that are putting in their gardens. and Yeah. And it was perfect for us because um, about 10 years ago, there was a nursery there. So there were a few existing greenhouses that were really oh, a little bit run wow. down. They've just been abandoned for a long time, but that gave us a head start. And it was so urgent. I mean, I was weeks away from having thousands and thousands of plants just being shipped and they they were asking me no where, address. what address what address <laughs> and the first plants actually came early uh karen i had about 700 grasses that came early and they were small just in little plug trays and stuff but i had them in my in my college apartment with a little grow light so i had 700 grasses in my in my room in my dorm room so <laughs> um that was that was um kind of part well, of this our story. was that certainly was really acting unique. on faith 
Yeah. This was, this was faith. Especially as we decided that we wanted to be married. Um, Neither one of us had ever experienced being an entrepreneur or starting our own business. Um, And Whitney wanted to get married in March, which I thought was wonderful. And I wanted to get married, but I was worried because March is just the climax of our growing season. We grew everything ourselves. Um, Did you have to actually pot all the plants? Absolutely. So you're, how many thousands of flowers were oh, coming there there must be millions by the end of the season there must be millions of indiv- individual plants and, and who how many people did you have helping you to plant these probably about 25 or 30 and they're all just uh kids that come after school i hired all of these junior high and high school kids to That's come so great and so it's it's really really neat but yeah you, you mentioned acting on faith and we really it required a lot of faith to just say well we're gonna we're gonna commit to this and and uh, we'll roll with the punches as things develop. And so we're just feeling very blessed to have found that location, to have it's the beautiful. support from the community that we do. It and- doesn't look in any way, shape, or form. It does not look old. They're, those greenhouses look new. They look beautiful. Did you update any of them? We did. So there were only four or five existing greenhouses, and then we actually added several more. So our, our all of our retail space is actually new. Those are new, new construction. Um, but a lot of the greenhouses that we grow in that are not necessarily visible from the road those are existing so wow this is definitely a faith as the grain of a mustard seed story for your parents to start this and have just a card table selling a few plants that first time for those of you who haven't seen this business it's beautiful it's breathtaking and my daughter and i were so excited because i've always gone to the other direction north to get my plants and I said, you know what? If this is in Mapleton, I want to, I want to totally support this company. So I'm so excited, and it is beautiful, and it looks so well maintained, and and the flowers are just flourishing over there, and so we're excited. So we're going to be introducing a special guest that you brought with you today, who I'm excited to to learn more about her. I would love for you to just. Give us her name and a little bit about her Yeah, in the last minute that we have. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So I've brought with me today, Allie Johnson, and she's just one of my closest friends. Um, and I met her through the greenhouses. Actually, she just, she came as a customer and we began talking and um, she shared with me her experience with gardening that has really been so impressive. And it, it really embodies the whole purpose, I think, of, of gardening and um, anyway, I, I'll, I'll allow Allie to introduce herself further, but she's just a dear friend of mine with a neat experience and story with, with gardening. Well, I loved the little bit that you shared with me about Allie and, and I felt like it was perfect for Joy Coaching America Radio because it seems to be such a soulful story of someone who has just gone and created a beautiful, a beautiful life and just so excited to meet Allie here. We'll be right back after this station break. This is Carolyn Grant, Joy Coaching America. Today, we are interviewing Ben Clements and his wife, Whitney, isn't here with us today, but his dear friend, Allie Johnson is, and she will be sharing some gardening tips, her story about being a master gardener. There's so much to Allie's story. We're so excited for you to listen on after these station breaks. This is Carolyn Grant.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant. Today we have a beautiful show on the joy of gardening, the joy of growing things, the joy of cultivating relationships and blossoming friendships. And as we have just interviewed Ben Clements, who is the owner of the Flower Factory here in Mapleton, Utah. We know that this show is going out worldwide, but it's an inspirational story of a man with a dream in his early 30s. 20s. 20s. Oh my gosh. Okay. In his early 20s, I didn't ask his age. And here he is creating this beautiful business with his wife, Whitney, and it's flourishing and it's amazing. It's truly a story of the faith of a grain of a mustard seed. And Ben, you did make reference to your dear friend, Allie Johnson, who you met while you were cultivating this new business. And so, Allie, you're here with me today, and I would love for you to share with us your joy of creating this new friendship, cultivating this new friendship, your love of beautiful things, your love of flowers, and just share with us your story. I'm excited to hear it. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. I do adore Ben and Whitney. And um, it was meant to be that we were friends the minute I walked into their greenhouse. So I have a foundation called Start Something Beautiful since my husband passed away 15 years ago. And I help people start whatever they think is beautiful. Mm. So I have also a love of flowers and gardening. And I stopped into their beautiful new greenhouse because I was excited to see it completely filled with beauty and color. And it just all of a sudden came alive. And I live just down the road from it. So oh, are you in Mapleton? I am. I do live in Mapleton. Okay. So I stopped in to say hi. And the minute I walked in, I became friends from their smile to their welcome, to the beauty of their greenhouse, to their personalities. And we clicked the minute I walked in. So yes, that's very nice. Thank you, Ben, for saying I'm a, I'm a dear friend. I take that as a, a very um, great compliment. I do love flowers, and here's why. It's not just flowers, it's gardening. It's the beauty that we add to the world. And in all of my homes, I've had five homes, I have always made sure that my yard is beautiful because it brings me happiness. I love what it, the feel that I have at my home for my children, my grandchildren. I have 10 grandchildren now. They came over, they come over to help me. Mm. So it's one-on-one time with us, but it also is such a friendship tool. Um, I, I have people stop by all the time to have conversations. If we have enough time, I would like to share a story about one of my neighbors. But oh, yes. I also no, have I... a biking group of women. There's 35 women we bike every week. It's called the Biking Babes. So we came up with that name because my son gave it to us, making fun of us. All right. <laughs> we range from 50 to 75 years. Awesome. Yeah. Are these motorcycle bikes? They're or... bicycles. Oh my bicycles. gosh. And we do about 20 miles every every week. But today I had I told the girls there that I was going to be on your podcast with Ben. And this is one of the messages that I got back. I'd like to share it with you. Your bouquet of flowers, you gather, you love, and you appreciate everyone for their textures, colors, smells, and how they accentuate or complement the other flowers together. 
We are more beautiful, especially when arranged by you, our gardener. You see the beauty and you help us see the beauty. Mm, that's so beautiful. One of the reasons, one of the many reasons I love to garden is because I think it brings friendship to your life. Um, the story I have to share really quickly is um, I had a neighbor that lived across the street who was really not happy. She was raising her children by herself and she didn't have the best language. And so it just was kind of scary <laughs> because <laughs> she was always a little temper, high, high strung. Mm -hmm. And several years went by and most people stayed away from her because of it. And one day I thought, I can't stand this. I don't want to have a neighbor that I don't have a friendship with. Hmm. So I pretended like I was walking outside my house and she had had little kitties. And so I walked across the street and I said, oh, I'd love to see your little kitties, even though I'm not a cat fan, really. But um, uh, I walked over and her son was standing there and all of a sudden she popped up off the, off the front porch. I didn't know she was there. And prior to that, though, I had looked out my second level window and I looked out at her and she was glaring me down. I just thought, oh, my, what have I done? What have I done? No. <laughs> so as I went over to see the kitty, I was just trying to break the ice somehow. And she stood up and walked right over to me face to face. And I thought, oh, boy, I am going to get it now. I didn't even know what I had done. She walked right up to me and she said, I hope you don't think that I'm a creep, but I come over to your home. I walk down your long sidewalk. And I feel like I'm on the yellow brick road because my zinnias sometimes are clear to the armpits. Mm. They're that big and tall. Mm. I walk down there and I have such a hard time and I walk through your flower garden and I walk back and it gives me such a peace. Hmm. I had no idea. And I said, okay, let's do this. I will pick a bouquet of flowers every week for you. I'm going to bring them over, put them on your porch. And when they're not any good anymore and they're spent, bring the vase back over and put them on my porch. And we did that all summer long. Wow. Every week. And now we are friends. That's and beautiful. I, and I give that credit to the beautiful uh, love of gardening and the flowers and the beauty that it brings to our lives. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank that's, you for letting me share that story. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Turned our relationship completely around and now we're very dear friends. I love that yeah. story. You. you know, you think of, you know, husbands stopping and buying flowers for their wives, you know, on the way home from work or whatever. But that's really a beautiful story mm -hmm. of ongoing, just, you were just feeding that friendship and just adding to it. And mm -hmm. just by, by giving her a bouquet a week, it, that's beautiful. Soften your heart. I wouldn't have my friendship with Ben had it not been for the beautiful flowers. And I feel like he's a, an extreme blessing in my life. Um, he's just one of those lights that you just got to stop by and load up with flowers, but stop and talk to Ben because he's the, he's the beauty also of the greenhouses. Mm, yeah. I love it. It's like the flower people, right? They, yeah. they just have something, a special gift, something. And plus, when you're outdoors gardening, you are so approachable and available to your neighbors. People yeah. see you out there. I have had neighbors that were avid gardeners and 
They're the ones that stop and talk and they have seem to have all the time in the world. They just are so excited to share their garden, to show you what this yeah. plant is and where they planted their chamomile and, you know, their comfrey leaves and all of that. It's just so. Well, fun. it's giving life and maybe and your flowers in your garden become your friends because you help raise them. You tenderly take care of They're them. They're like little children. My bike ride this morning, um, I told all the girls that I was going to be on your podcast with Ben. And I said, uh, they said, what will you be saying? I said, oh, are you kidding? There's a million things you can talk about in gardening. But I think the thing that I would like to suggest, the one thing that I would like to tell every person who wants to garden, who does garden, who loves gardening, is to make sure that your flowers go, or your plants going in a specific spot that it should be able to thrive in, right? That's why I need gardening tips. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you wouldn't go to a clothing store and buy your five-year-old boy a 16-year-old girl dress. You got to know where you're going, the size, the place. And it's the same way with flowers. You know, make sure that you're putting your plant in the place where it belongs. Especially and it like shade happy. and sun. And... and then it will be happy with proper soil. Yeah. Mm. That, I would say that would be my first thing to suggest. I'm... Not sure what Ben would give on that, but he he's already kind of done all that work for us. We just go mm -hmm. buy it. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, and what a wonderful troop and tribe of women that you have, that you're cultivating those relationships yes. with as well, that already look to you and know that you have this love and this passion for life yeah. and beauty. So that is so wonderful. I'm really excited to hear about how, now Ben told me that you're a master gardener. Yes. And that you took a master gardening yes. class. And I would love to hear about that. We can start into that story and then we'll have to take a station break. But yeah. what made you decide you wanted to become a master gardener? Well, I'd already had all my other degrees that I wanted to work on. And I felt like I just wanted to learn more. So really you learn so much by just uh, doing yourself. You really do. Trial and error is critical in gardening. If the plant doesn't do well there, then you move it into another spot that it's going to do well mm -hmm. with your friendship that you have. I wanted to go above and beyond that level about learning about soil and arbory and just a little bit more in about it. And it's been beneficial for sure. Wow. How long did your program take you? My program? Oh, oh, Master Gardener, you could do it in you know, a year. I'm excited. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. This is Carolyn Grant interviewing Ben Clements and Allie Johnson, 
who I am so excited about this show, you guys, because I just feel like I prayed for garden coach. I prayed for garden coaching and garden tips. And now I found two amazing people that live in my own backyard and that have expertise in this area. It's so fun. Anything with coaching, you know, we talk about joy coaching America. What does that mean? There's so many different ways to coach and so many different kinds of coaching. But as summer and spring approaches, of course, Utah, we're a little behind. We it, can't decide if it wants to stop snowing or start whatever and start spring. But it's so exciting to be able to find people that have expertise in areas that you might have an interest, but might feel a little insecure and unsure of yourself in. And everybody out there has an area of expertise. And so I'm so excited to be here today with Ben and with Allie and to just kind of turn some time over to both of you to, sh to talk about and to share with our listening audience your passion for gardening. Um, I've got questions like, you know, when it's still snowing in, in April, do we plant our annuals yet? And when is the best time to plant perennials? Do they all get planted in September? I really don't have a clue. And I have so much to learn. So uh, just go ahead and start sharing with us maybe the answer to those two questions and then just take off and share your passion. Awesome. Thank you, Karen. So one question you mentioned was, when is too early to plant annuals? And uh, my experience with with the with annuals, you know, has been with with my parents' nursery in Idaho, and they're even a month later than um, than we are here in Utah. And so it snows, you know, really into May. They say the average last frost there is like June sixth. So uh -huh. it's um, been an interesting thing. But they they've made a whole business out of those annual flowers. But what my dad says, um, and it's always made me laugh, is plant early, plant often. And so if you plant your annuals too early, it's likely that they will, they'll freeze and you'll need to replant them because they won't do well. Um, that being said, here um, in Utah and in most places, even up in Idaho, by Mother's Day, middle of May, you're pretty safe to plant most things. Um, some things are even hardier and could be planted sooner. Um, but one, one tip that I would share with our listeners on, you know, on annual flowers is pay attention to where you're buying your flowers from. So if you buy from a large local or a large, you know, box store or something like that, your, the products may not be hardened off as opposed to if you buy from a local grower. And what does hardened off mean? So to harden them off means um, you allow the plants to get cold. You allow the plants to feel stress from cold. And, mm. you know, the first couple of times that the temperatures get low, the plants react to that. But if you buy from typically like a large box store, they haven't gone through that process. They've been shipped on a truck from somewhere else where the climate's nice and they've mm. never been outside a greenhouse or a big truck. But something that we do at our greenhouse is to toughen those annuals up is as the temperatures are kind of deciding, you mentioned it's trying to decide if it's going to snow or be sunny. We wait for a warm week and we let it slowly start cooling off again. And we don't turn the heaters on or close the doors until it's about mm. 35 or below. And, um, what we've noticed is as we do that, we let the plants feel it all the way down to 32 degrees sometimes, and they do just fine. You need to harden them off. So a lot of local nurseries do a better job of that than these large stores do. Um, and you'll have much better luck with a plant that's been toughened up that's felt the cold temperature. That is really a life lesson for all of us. <laughs> we all need to be toughened up. <laughs> we all true. need to feel the cold and the opposition, don't we? The other trick to planting, Karen, is you, act, you asked about perennials. So the perennials, you can plant anytime. Okay. Feel free to plant them anytime. 
However, usually gardening starts the season before. So when you want your bulbs to come up in spring, you're planting them in fall. You want the bushes in your yard to bloom and be beautiful. You're trimming them after the bloom. Mm. So it's usually a season before that you're working on your garden. Oh, see, that's fascinating. I love these gardening tips. So I would love to just turn the time over to the two of you to just share and to talk about this love and this passion that you have in common. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there are people out there that don't want to be bothered with gardening. And I think if they could find the joy and the passion and the soulfulness Mm -hmm. that both of you have found, that I am just wanting to discover myself, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing that you have to offer. Thank you, Karen. I was going to share this. Um, I, I have a hard time, Ben, do you have a hard time believing that people don't like to garden? I don't know. <laughs> I, but there, but it is true. And not all of us like something equally. But I have had um, 15, year, 15 times last year, I had people call me and say, please come to the greenhouse with me. I'll look at their yard. I'll assess how much shade, how it is. And then we go and we purchase the plants together. I go back and I set them in the place and then they get to dig the hole and put it in. That's a garden coach. Yeah. Now that mm-hmm. is a form of gardening and, and and nobody can feel bad about that and say, well, I'm just not a true gardener because gardening is all about the love of the beauty and, and watching it grow. Mm-hmm. Whatever level you're at, whatever, whoever helps you, whatever you do. Well, and something related to that is, you know, people, people call the nursery all the time and they say, I've got these empty pots. What would it cost if I bring those pots to you, you fill them up, get them planted and I'll pick them up in a few months. Awesome. And that's, you know, that's a, a large portion of the nursery business, especially for local, local nurseries is they'll do the custom planting and you can pre-order, pre-order your pots and they're ready for mother's day. But, um, what we do, I'll tell those people, you know, what size is your pot? And they'll say, oh, it's 24 inch pot or something. That's a big, that's a big planter. And, and I'll say, well, we grow several hundred pots, you know, there'll be 24 inch pots, 22 inch pots, 20 inch pots, you know, all the way down, you can get them 12 inch pots, you know, and and it just makes it so nice. Just rather than um, kind of spending a premium on having them custom made, um, there's nothing wrong with buying something that's established and just putting that in there. Um, But um, it's really important. It's really important to have people that, you know, if you're not confident with your gardening, talk to the people at the store that you're purchasing them from. I like this color of petunia. What would go well with it? What would you put with this? Mm-hmm. And, and just ask, you know, either the, the people at the local, um, garden shop or ask people like Allie, ask your neighbors. Um, we talked earlier in this podcast about the friendshiping of gardens and that's how friendship is born is by, uh, communicating with other people. So find the person in the neighborhood that has the prettiest yard. And instead of being intimidated by them, ask them. I love that. Yeah, ask yeah. them questions. <laughs> and do that. gardening in your own version. You know, it might be a pot on your front porch. It might be a grand two acres. It might be vegetables. It might be mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's very th- therapeutic for your soul. Well, I love that therapeutic for your soul. As a matter of fact, I have a story by, you know, about me not being an avid gardener. I have, you probably noticed them as you walked up, these two great big planters on my pillars out there with dead whatever in them. And I would love to bring them over to you and just say, okay, I would love to have you help me design these two big, beautiful pots, which are my welcoming 
to my home out down my long sidewalk and just have these two welcoming, gorgeous pots be filled with plants that are going to last through the summer and last as long as they can. And I, I don't know what that is. I know we have Google, but it's so much yeah. more fun. And to Karen, don't to be person. too hard on yourself because if you don't get around to it, then you go buy a pot from Ben and you come back and you slip it down in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that you can you can grow in confidence in your ability to be creative, but you can learn from somebody who already has some skills, knowledge, and expertise in what flowers are going to last or what ones grow together well. Because I, I planted a purple cabbage that was supposed to last, and then I planted these petunias. It looked horrible. I mean, it was not a pretty thing, but I had asked the the nursery, the a different nursery, the wrong question, what will last the longest? They told me a purple kale or a purple cabbage. And then I wanted something that was flowery. And so it just didn't turn out the way I wanted. But I, I appreciate that there is a company here in Mapleton, Utah, that will give you that kind of expertise. And Allie, what a beautiful garden coach you are. And you'd you. probably do this for your neighbors, but this could be a lucrative business for you because I know <laughs> that there are people out there that need your help. I do it out of the love of it. That is I, so I'm, awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you. Well, soulfulness. You talk about the soulfulness of gardening. My experience with soulfulness and gardening is Sarah Brocknock's book, uh, her daily gratitude journal, where she likens everything to her passion for gardening. And if you have never seen her beautiful book, it is just Sarah Brocknock does beautiful journals. Everything is day one, day two. She learns everything from her garden and likens everything to gardening. And it's just beautiful. It is soulful. And I'm excited to become more acquainted and fall deeper in love with it. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. We'll be right back after these messages. back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. We're back, Joy Coaching America with a love and passion for gardening. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Ben Clements and Allie Johnson, and to just feel the wonderful energy as you discuss the soulfulness of gardening. And I I still have questions. Like, um, I, I don't want to do like appear like I'm doing gardening for dummies here, but I always had a confusion whether it was annuals or perennials, which one came back. It, it should be obvious. Uh, my earliest experience with gardening was my father at age when I was um, 16 or 17. He said, I want you to go outside in front and I want you to take out everything but those five bushes that are right in front. And so I did. And I raked little patterns around the bushes and I, I took out all those weeds that were near the bushes. And then I called my father and I said, come see, come see what I did. And he came out and he said, well, where are all the flowers that come back every year? 
And I said, I don't know. You said, leave the bushes and take everything else out. So that's what I did. And that's when I developed a fear of gardening because I spent the whole rest of the afternoon going through the big trash can, pulling out things that I wasn't sure if it was a flower or a weed, wrapping it in wet paper towels and replanting it. And and they lived, they grew, but you know, it just kind of dashed my joy of gardening at an early age. And so, I mean, my earliest discovery of gardening was my mother planted carrots. And I remember being a very little girl, age four, and I my I came in from outdoors and I had a carrot that was the size of my baby finger and I was four. So you can imagine how little that was. And my mother told me I had a green thumb. And I was so excited to have a green thumb because I pulled out one of her carrots and it was so sweet. And I still remember age four pulling out this little carrot that was white around the edge because it wasn't even mature or anything, but it was just this sweet little baby carrot. And so I've always wanted to, but I've been afraid of gardening for fear of killing it or putting in the wrong thing or pulling out the wrong thing. So as we as we delve into our final segment here, share with us about perennials for those of us who don't know. She, she can't give the title to a gardener, gardener for dummies. There's not <laughs> such a thing. Oh, good. Not okay. such a thing. And Karen, a little tip to you and everyone else who's listening. Um, if you see a sign that says we're having an annual run, we're having an annual garage sale, we're having an annual, that means once a year, right? So those flowers that are annuals grow for one year, then they're gone. A perennial continues to come back. Oh, the perennials come back. Okay. That's what you <laughs> trashed in your dad's garbage can. Okay. Trash the perennials. The perennials. <laughs> no, you no, you want to keep the perennials. That's what you threw away and oh. you made you pull out. So keep your perennials. But annuals are um, a perfect flower that Ben carries because then between the perennial blooming, you have your annuals that are there for the color in your garden. Because there is a space of time when perennials cannot and don't bloom. Well, that's right. I loved my daffodils and my tulips, but they're almost, you know, here today, gone tomorrow almost. And so you need these other ones to fill in the blank spaces. A A bulb is not a perennial, but just I'm talking about the garden color that you have. There is a space for annuals for sure. They're important. Well, and what do you think, Ben? I absolutely agree. There's there's pros and cons to both, and we carry both at our nursery. I will say our specialty and my my forte has been the annual flowers because I love the year long color. I love the size and and just the beauty that the annual flowers carry. But I will say some of the most beautiful flowers that exist are perennial flowers. But the maybe one of the cons I would say about perennial flowers is. They typically just have a, you know, maybe it's a couple of weeks, maybe it's a whole month long. It depends on the variety and the type, but they're a temporary blossom. Um, and the, the advantage of a perennial is that it'll, it's going to come back next year and the next year and the next year, especially if you maintain them and, and take care of them and you plant them in a spot that they're healthy. Um, so the advantage of a perennial is you're going to get it every year. You buy it once. And if you take care of it, it'll just last, you know, as long as your home does. Um, but the cons are you don't have as much color typically, um, or at least year-long color. So there's a few things you could do. You, you get different varieties that, that, you know, some of them bloom early, some bloom late, and you can kind of stagger those so you get color. Um, the annual flowers, what I tell people is, you know, they will bloom until it freezes. And so if you buy it early, keep it from freezing, pull it into your garage in a, in a pot or something. But most people don't plant annuals until it's warm outside and we're done with the freeze. 
Um, and they'll last into October or whenever that frost comes and, and those, those first low temperatures come. Um, but the advantage of annual flowers is they're typically more affordable individually than perennials. And they just will bloom all season long, um, especially with good fertilizer. And that's something we could talk about as well. But, oh, yes, um, definitely. But especially with the right care, you can have big, beautiful hanging baskets and, and colorful containers or just a flower bed full of nothing but big blossoms. And, and you can't get that quite with, with perennial flowers, but you can with the annual flowers. Ben, I love to know that I'm going to be coming to your greenhouse probably many times for my season because I'll play in my garden. I'll see a spot that maybe didn't do as well or needs a different color. I am a fan of English style gardening, um, a cottage garden, because there's always color. So the challenge of a garden for me is to make sure I have height, blooming season, and that there's color no matter what time of the year it is. Hmm, I love that. And that's where your cabbages came in because they should bloom and be beautiful in the winter with snow on them. So I think that's my favorite, but everyone has a different style. Some people love the formal, put it in, they're in rows and then they're gone at the end of the season. So um, I know, I think maybe choose your favorite style of garden that appeals to you. And then work from that, knowing where your soil, how your soil is, where the shade or the sun is, and and just play with it. Yeah, play with it. Those are all excellent ideas. Now, Ben, you have vegetables over at your. Do you have like just one greenhouse with vegetables, or do you have how many greenhouses do you have? Well, right now, one of our one of our greenhouses is de de, you know designated for our greenhouses or for our excuse me for our vegetables. I hope in the future to grow that right now, you know, because we're new and, and kind of limited in greenhouse space, we do more annual flowers than anything else with a small selection of perennials and a small selection of vegetables. But, but yeah, we carry several varieties of tomatoes and peppers and a large selection of herbs and things like that. And mm. people will ask me, did you, are you growing squash or are you growing melons and things like that? And I saved those for very last to plant and I ran out of space and didn't get them planted. But the reason is you can plant those by seed and they grow so well. They like, grow so like fast and so easily. Like cantaloupe and watermelon and honeydew. And yeah. And all of your, all of your squash, the zucchinis and yellow crookneck and all of those things. You, you plant seeds, you're, you're gonna, th those will grow so fast and That's catch up. That's good to know. So as you, if you want a fast start, you know, it's the peppers and tomatoes. If you want those to grow well, it's good to get those started in a greenhouse, you know, because you can't plant those. They're going to freeze and they're going to, they're going to not do well if you plant too early. So it's good to keep those in a greenhouse, but you can get a head start. As soon as the weather's ready, hmm. you can buy a larger tomato plant that's ready to go. But the squash, that's, that's more hardy and it grows fast as soon can as you Can you plant planted. squash right now? You know, I'm not totally sure the under ideal time. Yeah. Probably under a If you kept it covered. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. If all of this appeals to you and you and you're wanting to try it um, and you want to take a little piece of your garden or a little piece of your yard and play with it. And then there's other parts of it that you don't feel confident about. And um, there's always great professionals. My son owns a company called Invictus Landscaping and he'll do all of the rest of it for you. So don't go without because you think you don't know how to do it. Give us his phone number and Ben, give us your, your Facebook page too. Yeah, and he has an Instagram. It's Invictus Landscaping. Um, you can just I -N -V -I -C -T. look it on. I-N-V-I-C-T. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it means conquer. Okay. Conquer your, yeah, yeah. And um, 
it has a great, whether you need it designed, whether you need pavers, whatever, to complement what you want to try as a gardener. Because please do try. It's very fun. Mm, it sounds like such a, it sounds like art. It sounds like taking a canvas and just getting paint brushes and just making it beautiful and just being creative and not being afraid and just letting, letting go and just doing it. Speaking of beauty, you should see this tiger's eye ring that Karen's wearing right here in front of us. <laughs> it's fabulous. I, my father gave me a tiger's eye when I was 17 for my 17th birthday and so I saw, I of course lost it somewhere through the years and saw this one. It looked exactly beautiful. like it. It's so as beautiful I, as a flower and Ben's greenhouse. Mm, <laughs> we know all of these things, these living things, uh, all the things that God has touched and imbued with his personality and his divine intelligence, whether it's gems and rocks. And I had a, a neighbor named Cleon Skelzen, maybe you've heard of him. And he has written many, many books and he one day I was out walking my little two-year-old boy and he said, come and see me. And he said, Karen, I just feel like I feel prompted to tell you that everything that God has created has intelligence, whether it be plants and shrubs, trees, herbs, they all have intelligence, including the rocks and everything that he's created. It's all for healing. Everything has a healing modality. So my passion has been flower essences. As a massage therapist, I've studied flower remedies and essences. So zinnia, I'm acquainted with, not because I saw it growing in my garden, but because I know that it's for faith-filled, hope-filled optimism. Yes. And the personality, uh, I love to study the personalities of plants, the personalities of flowers. So, okay, we have a, we have a few, we have a you minute left and we want to, to find out how can we reach you, Ben? Absolutely. So we are on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, our Instagram is Flower Factory Utah. So it's flower underscore factory underscore UT. And our Facebook page is just Flower Factory Utah. So um, you can call us as well at 801-210-0233. Um, and we'd love to help you out with any questions that you guys have. And and uh, my son's company is Invictus Landscaping. You can find it on Instagram or you can call him 801-735-6107. And you might even get me too. Oh, awesome. <laughs> you know what? I just want to put a plug in for finding somebody who's an expert at something you want to learn to do. Uh, like me, I, I don't know how to do this. I have other passions in other areas, but this is a passion I want to have. And we're never too old to develop a new talent, a new passion, a new love. So remember the Flower Factory, Ben Clements and Allie Johnson. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. Mm -hmm.